dear ones, how is everyone today? The sun is shining here and that certainly helps as winter is passing. Hopefully it'll pass faster rather than slower. Okay, you are listening to Keeping It Real with Janine. And today I'm excited to have Dr. Brian Caswell with us again. Now, for those of you who listen regularly to the podcast, Brian shared his near-death experience in our last conversation, which was really fascinating. And if you haven't heard it, you might want to do that. I will put a link to it in the uh, show notes. So today, we're going to explore a little more about his NDE, but also talk about health, healing, and Chinese medicine, as he is a Chinese medicine doctor. And especially with, you know, all that's going on health-wise these days, so many people are sick, so many people are having reactions to certain things. Uh, I wanted to talk about his perspective, uh, the Chinese medicine perspective, uh, about what we can do to be healthier and uh, be proactive these days. How are you, Brian? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Janine? Not too bad, thank you. <clears throat> As you know, I just took a drink of water and I know. went down the right, okay. wrong pipe. <laughs> it's okay. It. If you need a minute, if you need a minute, I can talk for the next hour straight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Okay, so let's let's start out with well, where would you like to start? Let's see. You know, it's so funny. I I told you before we started recording that I, I you know I wanted this just to be a more of an organic flow of. Um, you know, just kind of see where we go. And yeah. I, I know I definitely had some kind of talking points that I wanted to get to. And, um, you well, know, you I can I, get to whatever you want. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I think that sometimes talking about revisiting the near death experience, if we can go there for a second is, you know, a lot of times we talk about the uh, kind of the feeling of how amazing it was and what we witnessed and the feelings we had. And, you know, for sure, um, it was the most unbelievably unreal experience that, that I ever had. And it, and it really connected me to so many different um, levels of, of my God reality. And I definitely want to revisit those as we go along. But one thing I want to dip into is, you know, what did I feel like afterwards? Mm, Because I mm -hmm. often, I often get asked that. And, you know, I'm some individuals who've had these experiences I've listened over, over the, you know, the several years. And for some people, you know, it's changed their lives and it's been a great thing. And uh, I was listening to one the other day and, you know, just to kind of hear a different side of it. And, um, it definitely changed his life. Uh, for me, um, well back to that for a second with him, he made a conscious decision to come back. Okay. And that was different for me. And, and mm. people could go listen to that other one if they want to that other podcast of, of when I talked about it, but kind of at the end of when I arrived at, I would say the door and I knew I was home. Mm-hmm. And I was, the voice had basically said, welcome, welcome back. And I said, it's so good to be home. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and this feeling of connectedness with everything. And so the voice, which is weird, and this is the part, again, I'm, I mean, I've, I've tried to think about over time, and I think I've got a better understanding now that I've aged a little bit, is mm-hmm. uh, it asked me, you know, would you like to stay or would you like to go? And some of the other near-death experiences I've listened to, that choice really wasn't given so much. Yeah, some were, some weren't. I don't hear that. I don't hear that that often. Mm-hmm. Right. And and for me, yeah, it, I, and <laughs> I was listening to one the other day too. It was the guy was like, "Oh yeah, I got to get back. I've I've got to you know, I don't want my family to be sad about me." And and then I'm thinking about my own story. And I was like, you know, actually, I wanted to stay. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I, that's that's. But my understanding yeah. is most people don't want to come back. No. And I was, and again, when you're there, when you're connected to everything, mm-hmm. when you're connected to everything that ever has and what it seemed to be everything that was and will be, and you're part of, you've rejoined source energy. So you've rejoined this uh, intelligent, omnipresent mm. God. entity that, that you you're so much a part of as as it is of you why would uh, you want to come back it exactly I mean, <laughs> thank wow. you yeah. you know and, and that's the thing and and so when you're there and you're you've you've stepped out of the ego so you've mm-hmm. stepped out of the human experience and, and you are part of a soul body again mm-hmm. and so when you're part of this union with source energy there is no fear. There is no sadness, or at least for me, it wasn't. I didn't experience any of that. It just did not exist on that plane of it, on the, that plane of existence, that vibrational mm-hmm. pattern, whatever that was. It mm-hmm. it simply did not exist. So I didn't know what it was. So I that that normally when you go about your day and you're like, well, you know, should I sh- should I move to another city? And you have mm-hmm. to think of all the mm-hmm. ramifications of, of, right. of what are my friends going to think and this and da, 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 da. you know when you when you're on that side, everything is dis, is is pure love, mm-hmm. so it's coming from a place of love, and so I knew my family would be okay, mm-hmm. completely, I, and I knew that I would see them again again because there's no time, there's no time over there, and you're able to witness everything from kind of a thirty thousand foot view. And so when I said to myself, no, no, they'll, they'll be okay. I'll see them again. And I reached out for that door and I was getting ready to walk through. And they said, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry, Brian, that it, it's not your time yet. There is much, you, <laughs> there's much you need to do. And, and that from that moment on, it was like this, you know, here I am back again into this very small being like you're mm-hmm. taking the the cosmic scale and jamming it into a, a small little <laughs> flesh suit and it was and, and this is the part you know and this is the part where uh, yeah, it, from that point forward and i try to explain this to people over time it, it's like you were shown something so you were shown what true love, true connection, true source, true everything is. Mm -hmm. And then because I didn't make that decision to come back, it felt like I was ripped away from it. Mm. And so what followed Mm. was a kind of a 
a a walk through life from a perspective of okay i know this is an illusion i know the real side is another vibration over i don't want to say above us or below us it's mm-hmm. simply right here all the time right it's just a vibrational pattern and it and and people are like well were you suicidal no no it wasn't that i mean i didn't want to do anything and i didn't want to rush to get to the other side it was just like the 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 zest for i think what everyone else was kind of chasing mm-hmm. wasn't there for me like yeah material material meant nothing mm-hmm. a, 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 mm-hmm. a bigger car or nicer clothes or anything nothing like that meant really much of anything uh so it, it it was many years of that and um and i think just a lot of going into self-reflection and um mm-hmm. and again i i i think it serves served me well moving forward now that i think about it but still i just wanted to touch upon that that it for for a lot of us who who've experienced this it's not always um it's not always so good coming back you know well you know brian i wanted to ask you do you feel like it has made it harder for you to stay in human form on the planet yes Mm -hmm. Hmm. yeah do you feel that even with that though do you feel more like you have at least have a purpose and you know, there's a reason for you to at least be here. It's so, so that's the thing. And this is something that took a very long time to get. Mm-hmm. And so this is one of those where, you know, in my first bio that we read uh, a couple of months ago, it mm-hmm. was, you know, I almost, I, I put in there, you know, kind of, I don't remember exactly what I put, maybe stumbling stumbling my way through life or something so I, I put in something like that like it's mm-hmm. I, I almost it's there there was no often purpose in the sense that i always felt like i was guided now i still do don't get me wrong mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. still do i always felt like i was guided even in even in uh jobs or relationships that didn't seemingly work out there was always a purpose that at the time didn't really seem to be um you know completely um forthright in its in its explanation but definitely afterwards i was like okay okay if that then this then that mm-hmm. didn't happen then this didn't happen but as far as purpose itself that has that has shifted and changed over time for sure mm-hmm. and before i always felt like my purpose was well when they said there was much you need to do um, and all those years I wasn't doing anything that, that instigated quite a bit of, um, guilt and shame. Mm. Like I'm, I'm wasting my, um, my second chance. Right. And yeah. I would think that would create a lot of angst. It did mm. angst and anger and, mm. um, loneliness because you, it's like you, you saw behind the curtain mm-hmm. and you, and sometimes when you talk about it, people are like, wait, what? So you don't, you know, you just learn to not talk about it 
but it's like you still don't you still can't unknow what you know right you know and it's not that simple and mm-hmm. and don't get me wrong there was many friends and and relationships over time that were very accepting in the sense of um you know that experience but again it, it wasn't a you know a, a a pinnacle point of our relationships or my friendships over time. It's just something like, Oh yeah, that's something that happened and blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. But um, the, the overriding factor was, well, by God, if I was sent back, then I need to be doing something awesome. And Mm -hmm. I am a car salesman. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, not, not that there's anything wrong with selling cars because I did that for a little while and, I learned amazing lessons and, but you know what I mean? And I'm not trying to take Mm -hmm. away positions or jobs like that by any stroke of the means, but it's, it's, it's one of those like, okay, come on. Like what, what's the real purpose here, guys? Like, Mm -hmm. like what's, what's the real deal. And when that one led to another position and another, it it always felt like, but here's the thing. and, and, And again, I've thought about it over time. It wasn't so much the jobs as it was the people and the interactions and the experiences of the job. Mm-hmm. And so I started to get that and I started to be, okay, what if I experienced life and what if I went through life, not so much for the job, but for the lessons and the experiences of the people that I interact with? And what if I started to um, slowly begin to live more in the present moment? And so mm-hmm. I've noticed that more especially moving forward, especially after COVID. We're, I'm definitely going to get to that. And after my friend mm-hmm. passing, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I wasn't so much lamenting about missing out of, of being on the other side. And I wasn't so much worried about what grand mission I was supposed to have and why in, why in the heck didn't they take me? Like, why mm-hmm. was I sent back for some unknown reason yep i started to slowly see the um, everyday interactions as magical Hmm. and and that was that has taken you know many 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 years to get to that it wasn't so much a grand mission as it was to um embody the love that I experienced over there and share it in this vibration. Mm, Wow. Okay. That's, that's an important point right there. I mean, that, that, that really feels like, I mean, to me, even though the work that you're doing is, is important, I feel, excuse me, but, but just, what you just said that that feels to me i mean like i i really i feel that in my chest right now yeah um like that's the important point that's the important takeaway that's hmm it really is i mean and i swear janine every time i try to talk to you i try not to cry through it (laughs) (laughs) but it's i'm a pretty emotional guy everybody that knows me knows i'm a pretty emotional guy even when i'm teaching Mm-hmm. classes I, I i tend to get choked up just because i think when you when you when you number one i think as you get older you know you're like okay i don't care so much you know i mm-hmm. think that's part of it mm-hmm. um yep. and then like in the taoist 
world as far as like there's different time frames that we move through and each age is a different uh, you know a different kind of uh rung on a ladder and each time we move in the cycles of seven eight we learn some lessons and things of such but it's in the sense that uh it's and this is the weird part is is every so often when um i i i kind of just allow myself to just be and just speak or and this even happens in the treatment rooms when i leave my brain at the door so to speak <laughs> and i and i stop overthinking everything mm -hmm. then something happens that almost like this magical channeling comes through and i'm not saying that i'm a channeler because mm -hmm. i'm and i'm not but i mean maybe i am i'm not i don't know but i'm not claiming to be i'm just saying when you the way that you were saying how you felt it in your chest, mm -hmm. I, I mm -hmm. felt the same thing. It was a hundred percent. It was there. And it's so overwhelming sometimes that often there, the human experience is like, okay, I don't know whether to feel that cry through it, be with it, but it's so true mm -hmm. that I think that is where the resonation comes from with, with, when we start to talk about those different things and, and that's where true healing comes from. Mm -hmm. And, um, yep. yes. I, it, well, it, okay. Let, let me, let me see if this, if this resonates with you, cause I, I haven't thought about this in a long time, but because it's almost like something fills you. It, it, it's like an, an energy mm -hmm. that, that fills you and enlivens you or it's hard well when when bill used to do the center point retreats and doris lesser used to do breathwork sessions mm -hmm. with people and she had several of us trained to assist and i know i would like when i would go to somebody who needed help it was like it wasn't me it, it, you know yes. it, it and people would say they they saw me like as this angel you know mm -hmm. um helping them and it was like a different I, I mean obviously I can't even describe it I'm having trouble finding words um but it was it was like a different part of me or a different being or more of me than just me in this human body um I like the way you said more of me. I think that's a better description because mm -hmm. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of the words while you're thinking of the words <laughs> at the same time. And it's like, how do you describe that? But I like the sense of more of me. It's almost like you've been turned on and up. Mm -hmm. It's 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 like a free, like you're still you. Yep. But it's like, uh, oh, like <laughs> you know, it's mm -hmm. whenever you put on real polarized glasses like i always buy cheap glasses because i i'll lose them or the kids sit on them but if you ever put on a real pair of polarized glasses you're like oh oh my like wow mm -hmm. it's kind of like tuning up it's yeah. like this everything gets really clear every focused and you're able to talk and move and and it, what's so funny is sometimes when i'll do a treatment like that or or sometimes a treatment isn't even needed it's just through presence of mm, two mm -hmm. people being together and hitting that frequency together that a lot of times there 
I'll be sitting there and the, myself and the patient, and they're like, well, I, I guess we could have a treatment, but I, the pain's already gone. Or <laughs> I'm all, you know, and I'm like, well, okay. You know, so uh, it, I just, and, and, to, and to bring it again, full circle to, to everyone that's listening, we're not, at least I'm not saying, and I know you're not, cause I know you, I, we're not saying we're, we're the only ones that can do this and that it's, it's, it's a secret. It's literally everybody can tap into that level. Oh it's, yeah. It's, absolutely. it's right there all the time. <clears throat> and when you're able to elevate your vibrational body, that part of it, then it, you're, you're able to access it. And, mm -hmm. and the beautiful thing is, excuse me, when you start accessing it to help and give to other people, it multiplies uh, tenfold. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that yeah. I started to figure out. Mm -hmm. I was like, wait a minute now, this, this coming back isn't, isn't for me so much as who can I serve? Right. And, right. and, and what can I serve and in what capacity? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, it, well, it's funny because you just reminded me of something when you're talking about uh, just being in the presence of another, and this hasn't happened to me for a long time, but when I was um, a part of matrix energetics regularly and um, you know, on the volunteer staff with Richard Bartlett, I know I used to just be standing next to people. It was like holding that state most of the time. Mm -hmm. I think I was in that state because people would shift and they'd go, oh, my God, what just happened? I'm like, huh? yeah. <laughs> you know, but that was I think that was because Stephen and I were going to the seminars because we were part of the staff. So we were going to all of the seminars. And so it was just it was like in that energy field constantly, you know, or sitting across the table from someone and they just they'd start shifting and having, you know, and uh, I don't know what to call it, but, a, you know, an other sort of an otherworldly experience, maybe shifting to another dimension or another timeline for a few moments and, and having, having a change, you know, these things are possible. What I wanted to ask you was, do you feel because this is something that I, I feel a lot, and maybe you don't now that you've had this, you know, that you've come to this realization, but am I doing my purpose? Am I doing what I'm here to do, you know, and feeling like for me, a lot of times I feel inadequate, like I'm not doing enough, you know, like I, I should be doing more. Um, What's funny is if I was to answer this question, probably last year. It would, okay. it would, it would be a different, it would be, I'd be giving you a different answer mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, uh, and I always let people know too. Uh, I mean, I'm completely brutally honest in the sense that trust me, I, you know, I, I don't even know how I got to some of the things I'm I've done in life. You know, it's, it's, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> it's funny because, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here doing a podcast and I'm, I'm, I'm an adjunct professor and I'm a, a doctor of medicine, you know, it's like, and then, but then I'm also the guy that changes his own breaks and you know, <laughs> I, I'm a carpenter. I'm a, I'm a dad. I'm a, a guy that has 
two pairs of shorts because I don't want to <laughs> go shopping for another pair. You know, so it's like, um, I, I think a major shift was, and again, just being real, mm-hmm. I closed my, my three clinics during COVID. Okay. And, um, I, I, um, I took on the role of, um, you know, Mr. Mom mm-hmm. with, uh, my partner. She's, um, she's a nurse mm-hmm. okay. and she was on the COVID unit and, mm-hmm. uh, she, she has two boys and I have a boy here. And so I, I kind of took over that role. She was working crazy hours along with all the other stress of us not knowing what was going to happen mm-hmm. as far as you know, what we were being told at the time. Right. And I lost my identity as a practitioner. I lost that identity completely. Mm-hmm. And um, I almost went into hiding because um, there was a there was a there was a, a, a shame and a guilt from doing that too because mm. i was like i've abandoned my patients i've abandoned them they got it mm-hmm. you know and but at the same time it was this moment of i no longer the the medicine for me was no longer the medicine that i wanted to practice and so it became very robotic and so i was and this is i'm, I'm gonna mm. bring this around because I-, I was doing what i'm doing now okay but I was doing it in a way that the, I'll just, I'll say it, the spirituality was out of the medicine. Okay. I didn't, I was connected to my patients. I loved them and I loved being with them and everything like that. But I, I, for whatever reason, I couldn't get into that, that space that we just got to a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. It was and what changed? What changed for you? Well, I think COVID did. Hmm. And I think it was because I, I, I didn't, I, I felt like I needed to be there and I couldn't be there. And so I closed the clinics. And then over this period of time of having the cl- clinics closed, I ran away from that position. I didn't want to be a, a, a doctor anymore. I didn't want to be a healer. I didn't want to have the responsibility of people asking me questions mm-hmm. about everything. I didn't want to be in people's energy. I didn't feel like I could offer any help because I was in such a place of myself that I, who am I, who, who was I mm-hmm. to offer any type of guidance, any type of health whatsoever. And so I went into this, this pretty dark place, pretty you know, I lost mm-hmm. my identity and, and I had no purpose. I had zero purpose, what I thought mm-hmm. at the time. And again, I went back to this thing like, well, why am I here? Like if I'm, mm-hmm. again, if I came back mm-hmm. and everything, what am I doing? Why am I, what is the point of all of this? And fast Good forward. questions. <laughs> yeah, right. And I, so fast, <laughs> fast forward and, and my best friend um, who I grew up with here, ended up getting uh, uh, COVID and, you know, I remember speaking with him and texting with him and everything like that. And, you know, the decision was finally made for, um, you know, I had told him, I said, you know what? I said, you know, I, I, I think, I think it's time for you to, to head to the hospital. And um, <sighs> sorry. That's okay. Take your time. <clears throat> that was uh 
you know. Mm. I knew. I knew that was going to be probably it. Mm -hmm. Mm. And so, yeah. And I, you know, a lot of people listening, we've, we've lost a lot Mm -hmm. and not just people. We've lost a lot of, um, I think our humanity. Yes. Yes. In this. And, uh, I'm not gloom and doom by any means. I just, I, I always think that there's a, there's definitely a light that's coming out for sure out of this. And, and again, mm-hmm. I'm not gloom and doom, but I think that the same with my own personal life and with, with the world as a whole, we've had to go into the dark night of the soul to, to find out what we're really made out of. Right. And that's, and that's really, you know, after he passed, I had COVID at the same time and, and, um, my um, girlfriend and I um, were laying in bed and, you know, and it was like, my God, it was like week two and I still had a hundred and something degree fever. And it was, we had the kids and Mm. it was bad, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, he had just passed and, and I'm laying there and um, for, and Janine, you're going to laugh when I tell you this because it was so absurd because I'm laying there. And I had taken all the, what I thought was, you know, I had taken the NAC, the N-acetylcysteine mm-hmm, and things like mm-hmm. that. And, and I had done all that. And it, I think it kept us out of the hospital for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I could not, I couldn't get clear this, um, this 101 degree fever that would rise and fall throughout the day. Mm. And like I said, you're going to laugh when I get ready to tell you this next part. So I'm laying there on the, on the couch in the office and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should, maybe I should look up some Chinese herbs for this. <laughs> I swear to God. And, and Ashley, I know, comes it's in. so hard to help ourselves. <laughs> it's insane. And so Ashley kind of, I talk to Ashley and I say, Hey, I say, uh, you know, I'm thinking about doing some Chinese herbs. She's like, uh, yeah, like, <laughs> well, well, <laughs> like, of course she's so good at that, by the way. But anyways, um, and so I started researching and everything. And, and of course, I find the formula that fits the symptoms exactly. And I order it. And a couple of days later, it comes in and I take it. And within two hours, the fever <laughs> starts to break. And I'm like, and I just look at her and she looked and she's like, basically like, Jesus, what does it take for you, dude? <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, where do you need to go to figure out like, you know, and so I just look at I'm like, yeah. And so a couple of days pass by and I remember we're sitting on the bed. I'll never forget it. And again, I'm still dealing with my buddy passing. And, and I said, mm-hmm. I said, I know what I'm going to do. And she's like, what? I said, I'm going to open another clinic. And I said, but this time I'm going to, I'm going to do it from a place of spirit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it with the spirit of the medicine and I'm going to do it differently. And I said, I'm going to find a place. And I said, we're going to do it the way we want. And I said, this is just the beginning. I said, because I don't want to miss any other part of life. Mm-hmm. And so that's wow. what started it. And so this next phase, and like I said, it's, and this is the part I always got to pinch myself. It's only been a little over a year. 
and that's it. And Mm -hmm. I've reopened a clinic. Um, I've, I'm teaching at a college. I'm, um, I'm How is that going, to... by the way? Because I know that. Oh my God, it's great! Yeah, it's okay. great. I love it. I love it so much. I really do. It's the students are lovely. Uh, I'm sure some of them will be listening to this, and but they, it's, it is such a wonderful experience to to teach. Mm-hmm. It it is mm-hmm. so amazing that I I can't, I can't talk about it uh, enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've just the the aspect of teaching and giving, just giving knowledge is so amazing. Yep. Yep. I agree. I haven't taught in a while, but in the years past when I have, I really have enjoyed it. Oh, it's lovely. It's lovely. And so kind of bringing it back to what I was saying, what is my purpose? You know, right now I, I, I have no doubt in my mind again, I I'm, I'm trying to do things from a place of love. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to do more and more of mm-hmm. even what I don't even think is possible. I forgot to tell you. <laughs> yeah, I I even I have another business that I started. So that's the tinctures. The tinctures are getting ready to oh. launch soon. So that's nice. a whole other thing. I've got um I'll tell you about that later at some point. But you know, it's one of these things where before I was hiding. I was hiding mm-hmm. from myself. I was hiding from my friends. I was hiding from my family. I was hiding from the world. And now I feel like I, I, there's not enough that I can do. Mm. It's like this zest of, wow. of life. 180. Uh, 180. Mm-hmm. Totally. And so yeah. it's like, what is that? So like, someone's going to say like, they're listening to this, like, okay, well, that's cool and all, but uh, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. And, but uh, what I'm thinking is in, and again, this is just my experience was that I found something that made me feel the way that we just felt again a few minutes ago. Like, mm-hmm. what is that zest? What is that that spark? And mm-hmm. even if it's, if you're working at whatever Target or you're working at wherever, it's, mm-hmm. it's not so much the job and it is mm-hmm. the interaction with the connection. Yes. Yep. The connections mm-hmm. are everything. Yep. There's they're mm-hmm. everything. And if you enter into any position you are currently at right now, I don't care if you're making $8 an hour or a hundred, because mo- some people that are making a hundred or 400 are miserable. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's what are you doing in the present moment? How are you serving others? How are you truly living life? How are you, not so much the past, not so much the future, but the absolute present moment right now and who are you interacting with and what could you learn? I think those are pretty powerful points. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. And I think that's, I I think the, yeah, I really do think that the point you're making is really important because it is easy for many of us to feel like we're not doing enough. We're not, you know, our, what we're doing isn't important enough or, but really it is about the connections. It is about, I know when I go into my, our little village, we lucky enough to have a little organic grocery store and 
just going in and talking to the girls and connecting and smiling and sharing a little something. And we all, I can tell we all feel more uplifted by the time I walk out the door. And not just because it's me, it, it would be anybody that's interacting in that way. But there's just, there's something about that kind of connection with other human beings and in a way that is uplifting. Totally. And I know sometimes I'll go in feeling like shit, but whoever's working there, their frequency is higher than mine. And so they bring me up. That's one of the things that I've learned is that it's in general, the higher frequency brings the lower frequency up rather than the other way around. I agree. So mm -hmm. I agree. And even if you're just a greeter at Walmart, I mean, right. just, just having someone I, I try not to go into Walmart that often, but, <clears throat> but if there's somebody there greeting with a smile on their face, it just, it uplifts me. Right. And they've done, they've done something important. See, it's very interesting. And, and going back to the near, the near death experience is when I crossed it, like right when I was drowning, um, mm -hmm. you know, I had that space between drowning and taking that new breath of, you know, I was away from my body. Mm -hmm. I talked about that soul review and my life review. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what was very interesting was, I'll just say it again, it, it because why not? When you're, when I was there, I was able to relive every single moment of my life uh, all at one time. And, and it was, and I tried to explain it. It's like, being the size of a, a grain of sand inside a, a sphere that's whatever, three miles circumference. So you're able to, every pinprick of light is a television screen, right? Or, or, and mm -hmm. here you are looking at all these events flashing before your eyes, but it's almost like in the circular field of vision. But it's, you're able to relive every moment individually. And that's the part that's very hard to explain. It's like, how can I look at these different screens, but separate myself and not only live each moment, but live each moment from the perspective and the feeling and the emotion of the other individual I was interacting with. And, mm. and that right there, when I really sat with that and that, and that took a many, that took 20 years to digest. It's, it's like, okay, that greeter at Walmart, you will remember that moment when you're passing on. Not only will you remember it, you will experience it through that person's eyes and emotions, and you will see what you've done to that person's life. It's it's mm. it's it's these, you know, childbirth and all these things and and getting married or getting that promotion, those are all awesome, great things. But the things that I remember when I was making that transition over into the next vibration. It was the interactions of everyday events. Mm -hmm. That was the thing that stuck out because that was the thing that it was so powerful. It's like, Oh my, I was like, wow. I was like, cause this one time I remember I was, I was um, visiting my grandmother and this was many years ago and she had just, she had just been moved into a assisted living facility and again, I'm going to try to get through this story without crying. Um, but <laughs> so I always tried to visit her 
once a week. And this was when we were in Tennessee. And, and what I would try to do is, um, you know, I would try to get flowers and stuff. So I would stop at the grocery store and I would get flowers. And mm-hmm. I remember the first time that I did it, um, I was walking in and I had this bouquet of flowers, you know, and all of a sudden there was these three older ladies sitting on the front porch and they're just kind of hanging out. And I was getting ready to walk by and all of a sudden I stopped and I was like, I peeled off a flower for each one of them. I did, you know, and I was like, <laughs> I and say that. <laughs> that right there, I mean, clearly I'm still talking about it. It, mm-hmm. it was such a mm-hmm. unbelievably powerful. It's the little things, you know, it's, it's often the little things that mean the most. It really is, especially when it comes, when it's spontaneous. And I think that's trying to what I'm heart. getting at with this conversation here is it's for me, it wasn't just the lesson of this grand thing that I needed to do. It was the millions of little things that I could do every day. That, that was the key. It was mm-hmm. the, it was the, it was the 1% better. Good point. Just one, not a hundred, not 50, mm-hmm. not 70, not, mm-hmm. I got to go out and change the world by next Tuesday. It was, what could I do when I walk out the yep. store, I close my office, I get in my car and I'm driving. What could I do then? What am I thinking about? How am I reacting? When I walk into a store and someone's behind the counter, do I treat them with respect? Do I do I literally look them in the eye? Mm-hmm. That's how I'm living my life now. Mm-hmm. Do I do mm-hmm. it? Am I perfect all the time? No. I mean, come on. Yep. But I'm trying desperately to 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 really meet people where they're at at an experience. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. yeah. That. Mm-hmm. that right there. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Okay. I want to share one little thing and then I want to get to yeah, health and healing yeah, and totally. Chinese medicine. But I watched a little uh, telegram on telegram, a little video the other day of this guy looked like it was a grocery store. He kept paying for people's groceries. Oh my God. He just put the money and the reactions. It just, oh, it's making me emotional. I mean, some people were just so, you know, it meant so much to them. Um, one woman said she had been crying all morning. And um, and here, this guy who, and he just, he puts the money down and pats them on the back and walks That's amazing. away. That's I it. love it. <laughs> and I thought, oh, what a wonderful thing to do. You know, and one girl was like, what? And she goes, I have to do this for somebody else. You know, it, it just. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I don't need to say anymore. No, I love it. I love that. It's so amazing. Yeah. It's that kind of stuff that that's, that's the purpose really. Mm -hmm. And, and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's always the funny thing is, is, is if you have those moments of joy and happiness, hold on to them, respect them because in that moment, that's, that, that's the beautiful factor of life right there. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget in Portland, when I was living in Portland, um, there were, there were three young people homeless and I felt inspired to give them $20 for some reason. And the guy said that that was the amount that they needed to buy a tent. Wow. That they that they still needed to buy a tent and they were going to buy a tent. And I just, it blew me away. They all gave me hugs. And and you're still talking yeah. about it. See? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the part. <laughs> yep. Right. Okay. Well. 
As Brian and I continued our conversation, I could tell that it was going to get to be very long. So I decided to divide it into two parts. So part one is about his continuing experiences with his NDE and how it affected his life. Part two is going to be on the eight extraordinary meridians and Chinese medicine. To give you a sense of why I feel that part two is really important to know, to understand, I'm going to uh, quote from a website called Learn Religions. Within Chinese medicine, the eight extraordinary meridians represent the body's deepest level of energetic structuring. These meridians are the first to form in utero and are carriers of Wan Qi, the ancestral energy which corresponds to our genetic inheritance. They function as deep reservoirs from which the 12 main meridians can be replenished and into which the latter can drain their excesses. Other names for these eight extraordinary meridians include the eight curious vessels, the eight marvelous meridians, and the eight irregular vessels. And that's what we will be exploring in part two. I hope you enjoy. Thank you for listening to part one. I found part two to be quite fascinating. 